Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black, along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we bring you the Bear Down Podcast. And Adam, on Tuesday of this week, we discussed the Bears losing an OTA. Uh, yesterday, on Wednesday, Matt Eberflus talked to the media and they discuss what took place and why the NFLPA came down on the Bears removing a practice from this spring. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what we thought it was. There were a couple plays where there was some hitting, and they didn't, they shouldn't have been hitting, and then the NFLPA was like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Send us tape the other practices. They did. There was some more hitting, and they are like, all right, guess what? Can't practice. We said it wasn't a big deal. It's not a big deal. The Bears don't think it's a big deal. They were back to practice on Wednesday, and everything is fine, and everybody got their practices in, right? So let's hear from the head coach, Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus. He talked a lot about different topics on Wednesday, uh, starting off with the explanation to why the OTA violation took place and the forfeit of a practice back on Tuesday. We uh, respect the NFL and the NFLPA uh, for getting together, and what they concluded on was that we had a few plays early on in the OTA process, uh, very early on, um, and they took away an OTA on Tuesday. Uh, we found out late Monday evening, and that's when we notified uh, the media as well as the players that we weren't coming in on Tuesday. And uh, we resumed uh, practice today um, on Wednesday for an OTA, um, and that was, that was good. Um, the uh, league did not hand out fines uh, to myself or uh, to the organization uh, for that particular violation. Um, what we've done over the process of these OTAs, as I said, I think maybe it was after OTA number two, that we've learned how to practice bears against bears and still run full speed and be able to practice during this time, during the phase three time where there's no you know, collisions or contacts and all those things. And we've improved on that. Uh, severely um, and did a nice job and the players have done a nice job Uh, to go back to uh, this Monday we thought as a staff and the players would attest to this that it was our best practice uh, coming off the break and I told those guys that I said that's a tribute to them to build a focus and study over the break come back on a Monday and then really do a great job of executing um, the offense had an outstanding day on Monday. I think I counted uh, 11 chunk passes um, and one chunk run uh, during that day. And I thought the defense today came back on Wednesday, okay, and did a really nice job of executing, had a lot of nice plays on the ball. You guys saw a couple tips that were there, had some nice interceptions. Um, and today we got a lot of good situations. Um, you know, a lot of two minute situations. You guys saw a lot of those and some red zone scenarios. Uh, in the game plays, we got that as well. So it's been a real positive week for us. Um, guys are excited to be back in, in today, and uh, we got one more day tomorrow, so we're excited about that. So that day is today, Thursday. The Bears are practicing up at House Hall. There's no media availability, so we'll just find out uh, how things went after the fact. But, you know, Abdel, the, the first thing that catches my eye listening to Matt Eberflus, uh, not a used car salesman. That's what he sounds like. He doesn't sound like someone who's trying to sell me something. He just sounds like he's matter-of-factly giving us what took place and how they're going about their business. Yeah, we had the violation, but we, we talked to the guys. Uh, it was a good practice when they came back. They were focused. Good place here. Uh, defense responds. I like what I hear from Matt Eberflus. I know it's super early. 
Uh, but it seems as if things are going in the right direction. It seems like he's... Uh, I don't want to use, like, football guy because that's... Uh, people use, like, football guy all the time. And it's just... It, like, it's... It, I don't know. I don't want to say it has a negative connotation in this sense, but to me, it would be doing him a disservice to just say, oh, well, he's just a football guy. He seems like a guy who is right now in control of his football team, right? Like you're not overreacting to, oh, well, it was a bad day of practice because Justin Fields had a few interceptions. No, it was a good day of practice for the defense. How about that? Sure. And so it's very calming. It's not you know, the the word spewing that we're used to from uh, the last few years from Matt Nagy. Uh, so it, it's comforting to have a guy who's matter-of-fact and, yeah, did we screw up? Do we have too much hitting? Sure, but then guess what? We came back on Monday. We were great. We had a good practice today. We're going to have a good practice tomorrow. And, you know, everybody, we had a good day of offense the other day. I asked the defense to step up the next day. Guess what? The defense stepped up the next day. Simple as that. And I, I think the the uh, the thing to add to it is uh, he. It sounds like he's been there before, even though he's a first time head coach. Mm-hmm. It, it's the first time it's his team, but it doesn't sound as if he is in over his head. The 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 last head coach that you just referenced, Matt Nagy, seemed like someone who was very um, out there in front, trying to make sure people understood that he knew what he was doing, even though it was his first time. He didn't know what he was doing. Where Eberflus just sounds as if, yeah, this is how practices go at this time of year. Well, now, like this is my team, but yeah. this is how it, how it works. This is now, how we operate. There will be adversity, though, you know, and we saw that Matt Nagy did not handle adversity well. We, you know, the Colts game sure. comments and that kind of thing. It's going to be a matter of how, when this team loses a few games in a row, when Justin Fields has a bad game, if the defense gets lit up because it's his defense. It'll be interesting to see how he reacts to that kind of of comments from or questions from the media, the pressure from the fans, that kind of thing. That's what I want to see because right, right now you can't do anything wrong right now, right? At the moment, no. At the moment, everything is up. But as soon as you start, you lose a few games in a row, the media starts questioning some of the moves you make, some of the plays you call, all that kind of stuff. Then I want to see how he deals with that adversity. Okay, so... You know this hits principle that uh, Matt Eberflus has brought to the table? did too much of it the other day. Okay, uh, so that, that's the question that was asked to Eberflus. How do you execute his hits principle without contact in OTAs? Do you know by the, off the top of your head, do you know what the hits principle stands for? I know one of them is intensity. There's hustle, hustle intensity. Intensity, takeaways. Takeaways, and then what? Isn't there another T? Isn't it hit to tis? Isn't well, it hit to tis? Isn't one of the I's actually an E for effort? Isn't that like part of it? Doesn't so when he explains when he explains it? Doesn't he say I and then he says effort? I always feel like when I hear him say that, I'm like, you know yeah. that that's an E. Mm-hmm. There's no E in hits. I'm I'm looking it up right now to make sure we know what the the hits stand for. Okay, so so he was asked on Wednesday, how do you execute that hits principle without contact? Here's Eberflus. With our principle that we believe in, that that the hustle can be there, right? And it is. And you can see that. You guys are at practice. The guys run. They run on offense. They run on defense. And, man, we run. But the intensity part. That's high. The the focus part of intensity can be there, but not the the physical part until we get the pads. Once we get the pads on in training camp, that's when we're going to focus on how we play the intensity piece. Uh, That cannot be done this time of year. You know, so we can do the hustle part. 
But uh, so we're we're excited where we are with that. These guys are flying around. They're really moving to the ball. It looks looks uh, fast to me. Okay. Okay. So hustle is H. Intensity is I, but I believe he said intensity and effort. Okay, so like it's, in the initial it's press I conference. E, so no, I, it's just intensity. I before E? It's just intensity. Or E before I? It's just intensity. Okay. And then you've got taking the ball away, Okay. which they did yesterday. Sure. How about that? And then situationally smart football is the S. Situationally smart. Which they can be now, I guess. So the only one you can't do is the intensity. But you can bring intensity. You can be an intense person without being intense on the field. You can be intense in the playbook. Sure. You can be intense in, in going and getting food. What? <laughs> you can be intense on and off the field. All right. Well, he gave you the answer there on how they execute the hits principle without contact. Uh, another storyline that, that came out of OTAs here this week with the Chicago Bears, uh, mixing and matching those on the depth chart, right? We know that the offensive line is going to be a storyline throughout the summer into the fall. And we saw on Wednesday during the OTA session, rookie fifth round pick Braxton Jones was taking reps with the starting unit. Mm -hmm. He was starting at left tackle. So that put Larry Borum in a different spot. And it also puts Tevin Jenkins starting with the second team. Mm -hmm. So Matt Eberflus was asked about mixing and matching with the depth chart during OTAs. Early on in the OTAs, remember we talked about the tack. You guys asked a question about the tackles, and I don't remember who, what, what uh, media member it was, but we said, hey, we're going to move guys around and shift guys around. So it's the halfway point for us, right? So, you know, we had six practices, and then we got six or seven to go at that point when we made the switch, and we wanted to change combinations. And that's not the only combinations we've changed, you know, from tackle, you know, tackle, tackle. We've moved some receivers around. Some guys are playing X, some guys are playing Z. We've, you know, adjusted some guys on the defensive line. So we've done those things just to really find out, have a true evaluation of what's the best fit for us going forward in the training camp. Uh, we might like the other combination. We might like this combination. We might not like, you know, either one of them. Now let's go to the one here in training camp. So we'll we'll figure out what the best thing is. That's really just more information for the coaches to find out the best what's best for the Bears. Okay, so so that's the the response to this. I like this attitude that those who were selected highly in the past don't have a guaranteed spot. They're there to fight and to win it. And from what we've seen on the field to this point, I thought I thought Larry Borum was pretty uh, decent in spots last season. I thought Tevin Jenkins. Uh, certainly left a lot more to be desired. So to just give a player a spot on the starting lineup for an offensive line that was uh, pitiful last season, I like that your G- your GM is a former offensive line player. And the, the, the conception here with, with constructing the offensive line is the best players are going to play no matter where they thought they were supposed to be position-wise. And that's what we're going to do going forward. Yeah, I think that way too much was made of this like two weeks ago when we found out that Jalen Johnson was getting reps with the second team. Sure. Like way too much was made of it. I don't care. There's one position that I care about that's getting first team reps all the time and that's Justin Fields. That's it. The rest of them, no one knows anything about these guys. This is a new coaching staff, new front office. They're coming in blind. Yeah, you can watch tape and all that kind of stuff, but they don't know anything about these guys. So what's wrong within an, an, an OTA 
to mix this up. Now, if we're getting to like the third week of training camp and we're in the second preseason game or whatever, and it's even later and they're mixing and matching guys on the offensive line, then, then, then it's a conversation. But OTAs to me, this is when you're trying to find out what you have. So yeah, move wide receivers around, move all your guys around. If you want to find out, cause here's how you're going to know if these guys are, are handling competition. Well, if your fifth round pick, your fourth round pick, your third round pick plays well against your defensive ones, maybe he should be moved up on the depth chart. Well, and that, right? that's the point. That's why I, I disagree with you saying you don't care. Uh, the the no, point no, no. here is that... you need competition, and you can't just promise guys who are drafted from the previous regime a spot when they can't perform, and therefore you should care that a guy who comes to the Bears in this year's draft, Braxton Jones, who is, uh, what, a fifth-round rookie? Uh, that's why you should care and say, okay, this is great. This is refreshing. No, no. You fight for the spot. You can't say you don't care. I can't say I don't care. What I don't care about is the conversation of what's he doing? Why aren't these guys that we that are were first round picks not playing? What do you mean? That's, what's he doing? It's a football team. They're no, competing. No, but you're no. Those people you're not, are idiots. You're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm understanding what you're saying. You're going after idiots. Yes. I okay, am. well, they're idiots. I don't That's care why. about... You don't, I, don't let everyone them be idiots. That was, everyone that was making a big deal about Jalen Johnson playing with the second team, I don't care. Well, I don't care. It's I the same know response, who, though. I want to know he who He needs to win the spot. Exactly. I want to know if these other guys are might be better. So I you want competition. Care. You should care. You should want the competition. We're, we're saying the same thing. No, but you're not saying the same thing. We are saying the exact same <laughs> I'm thing. I'm saying no. what you should be thinking. I am saying what you are thinking. But I'm trying to silence the dummies. Well, I'm I mean, just because someone's an idiot, just because they have a little Twitter handle, doesn't well, mean that they should garner your got more response. Than a Twitter handle. What? They got more than a Twitter handle. Who? I'm not saying. Are who. you going after someone specific? Because I don't know who you're talking. about. I'm not going about. after someone specific. All I know no, is that you, when do I listen, you want to call a timeout here on the no, podcast no, 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 and, no, no. And, and tell There's me who? no timeout. No, let's all do I it. know is that when tell I was, who, who are when, you going after? When, when 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 we had people on when Courtney Cronin was on various shows, she was getting asked a lot about Jalen Johnson and all these other players not playing where they're supposed to be playing. And so it's you're like, going after Courtney? Who? No, no, no. She was being asked these questions. Okay. All right, so who's asking the questions? It sounds like you're people. going after those people. It was people. all everyone. Everyone we work with, we're asking these questions about about wow, guys playing out. Teammates. out of, I'm not calling out teammates. I'm just right. saying why it's this, it's like the third week OTAs. What are you worried about? Who cares? Well, there is no worry. That, it, but they sound worried. No, but the where's Jalen Johnson playing? What about Tevin Jenkins? Someone said that. No, but that's my point. Is that there's it doesn't matter. I'm let confused. Them, let there be competition. I hope people listening to this are as confused as I am. I hope they are, too. You, It sounds like someone very specific was very concerned about this, and that's who you're going off on. I'm not going after someone very specific. When I was just trying to say that for those who don't want to hear that there's competition with your football team, with the new coaching staff, you're an idiot. There are groups of people. There's a group of people that was very concerned about where guys were playing in OTAs. Name names. I don't care. No, there's not going to name. There's no names to name. It's a group of people. Wow. Now you're going after full whole groups of people. I am the dummies. Okay, who who don't who just let just let the competition happen and the best player wins. Simple as that. Matt Eberflus wants you to know that the real evaluation comes when the pads come on. That, great, awesome. I agree with Matt Eberflus. That's your true evaluation when you get pads on. Um, you know, so you know I've been in this a long time. When you're and intense, I, and I've seen guys. Man, they look great all the way through this part of the year. 
and then the pads come on and they stay on, and it's like pad number four or five in training camp, and then all of a sudden you see a guy slide. It's just because of the physicality of the game. You know, some guys are really suited to that, and, and those are the guys who succeed in the NFL. The guys that are not suited to that, they have a harder time, uh, you know, having that uh, long success. Do you have success when you have the shells on or pads? Which type of guy are you? Shells or are you are you a for real go guy? I feel like I feel like Chris, you can have success in all forms. No. Pads, no pads, not shells, true. not shells. I you feel can like, find success. I'll, I'll speak on behalf of us. This podcast, nice little podcast. I feel like we're better when we're on, live action on the air. When we when the show is a live we don't show, do a bear down show. No, I know what I'm saying is if I asked, are you better in pat or without pads and shells going through the motions, or are you better in live action? I think we're better in live action. Okay, so but doesn't so mean there you, you go. can't. But that doesn't mean you can't find success. That's a nice little podcast, but it's recorded. But we can find success here. If you want me to erase the the five minutes of you complaining about someone very specific here Not at the station specific. that, that no, clearly annoyed you, no, it's a group of people. You, you you could do that because this is recorded. No, but I feel like but so, on the air. See, you're you got to let it fly. You're doing a disservice to the uh, the NBA Fast Break podcast and the unnamed MMA yeah. podcast. You're saying yeah. that they're not as good. You're no, saying that I'm we should have shows. No, I'm just saying that I'm saying we are better when it's real on the air live radio. Everyone thinks of everyone can do a podcast. Everyone's got a podcast. Can you do a live radio show? That's the cat, difference. They're cats with podcasts. Now. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Catcasts. Have you ever searched for podcasts on the various apps? Ugh. There's so many. Ugh, so, so we're, many. we're thank, thankful that you found this Bear Down podcast in a sea. Just don't be a dummy. In an endless sea of podcasts being hurled at your face and ears. Yeah. But can you do a live radio show? That's tough. Well, People that, can just talk into microphones all they want to. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we do a good job when we're live or taped, but I'm saying that it's harder to be live. Well, there's a clear difference. Because if I swear right now, or if I screw up, you can edit it out. That's what I'm saying. If you want me to edit out you going after a teammate. I'm not going after a teammate. An unnamed teammate. I'm not going after an 18. Now you're putting words in my mouth, and I don't appreciate that. And I would like to edit out. I would like you to edit out yourself putting words into my mouth. (laughs) No, we don't edit. There's a group of people. There's people tweeting. There's people doing all this stuff. Why why, why is he? What's wrong with him? Nothing. They're creating competition. Shut up. We'll get back to bears in just a second. That's why I was like, my mouth was agape when I found out. So, you know, all the stuff that went on with um, the Call Her Daddy podcast, like, what, a year ago, two years ago? Yeah. When there was all the back and forth and mm-hmm. they wanted their own thing. And then there was a fight between the two of them. Yeah. And then then they were fighting over who did what for the podcast. Yeah. I I was shocked. And I just couldn't grasp that... They edit the entire podcast together and they remove any misspoken word or pause. Like I just, I just paused right yeah, there. Like early they, in the podcast, I took a long pause to say what I was going to say because I was trying to think of the word. They, but the, whatever her name, she would go back and edit that stuff and out. spend like eight to 12 hours That's insane. editing an hour long pocket. That's insane. I could not believe that that was a real thing. That's that insane. people do that. You just put it out there, man. Well, like they're a great podcast. Well, hold producers. on. You, you, you can't just, you can't just do, do the podcast. Like, what are you editing? It's not like that. They had some, how like, much are you screwing up that you're well, editing? Well, they, they also, it wasn't like, um, one of these podcasts like serial where it's like a, an, 
audio documentary. Yeah. You know, like the, the like there was no there's no like story, there's no sound effects, there's no, there's music. no music. There's, you're not adding it's not Hughes. an audio documentary. There's no like uh yeah. witness testimonials. No, uh-uh. It's just two people talking. You edit that? Could you imagine? No. All right, for the next 20 seconds, I'm going to clip this. No. You and me back and forth. I'm going to clip out all of the spaces. Why would you do that? Just so people can hear what that sounds like. But what if we just keep talking? Like, if I just keep talking, there's no space for you to edit out. So if no, there's no space for you to edit out, I'll do it. It'll, it'll but sound why weird. why would you do it? Because uh, I'm going to prove a point. It's going to sound you, weird. But you're wasting your time. We have other things to do today. <laughs> we, we actually do. Uh, but, but sometimes silly, stupid <laughs> like that really uh, is See, fun. You could bleep that. And I will. And, and you just to prove but a you point. Don't, but you don't have to. You don't <laughs> just, have to bleep just, it if you don't want to just to prove a point you don't have to bleep it though i'm gonna mark it look but you don't have to okay i just marked marked it it. are you gonna are you gonna edit out you marking it no i'm gonna leave that in there i'm gonna leave the mark in but i'm gonna take all the spaces out but why would you edit out you saying because now you have to edit that Uh, but why you don't have to no i know we don't have to we have the unhinged podcast where they swear all the time there are people yeah but we've been told that we don't have to edit out swear words anymore on podcasts i get that we can have that conversation at a different point oh okay you want us to be clean no i just i i don't i don't think i think it's a conversation for a different day oh you want to take shots at teammates now i didn't say (laughs) now you know how it feels now you know how it feels i didn't say now you know how it feels to have words placed in your mouth huh no huh just saying it Wow. I'm going to bleep that whole thing out so You're people don't know what I'm out? Okay. All right. Mark it. Mark it so you remember. I'm going to bleep okay. that all out. Uh, Matt Eberflus uh, talked about Justin Fields and his previous stops. He was in Indianapolis as a defensive coordinator. He was also in Dallas uh, when they had Dak Prescott. And Eberflus talked about Fields and a possible connection and what he saw in Dak early on. I can really probably compare this to Dak the most because he was young like this when I was there um, as a rookie and then a second-year player. Um, and he, we saw him just grow before our eyes. And he's a, he's a talent, you know, he's a, he's a guy that can, you know, throw on time but also make, you know, extended plays and throw down the field. And, and that's where I see, you know, where Justin is. And I'm not con- trying to compare – those two players, they're different players, but but certainly you can see the the jump that we're going to make here with Justin, and, uh, and I can see those things as he starts to mature in the offense. All right, good information, right? Uh, Dak Prescott is certainly a quarterback that I think we could hopefully at some point this season compare Justin Fields yeah. to. Um, ideally, he's going to be a quarterback that Fields in the next two years could maybe pass up, and that's a uh, best-case scenario. I get it. He hasn't proven anything to this point, but I think Dak is the style of quarterback, the ability to go down the football field, but also to be mobile uh, and a quarterback who is a bit durable, right? Dak's certainly played uh, many games for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think that's someone to kind of look forward to. And and we kind of discussed how the offense and the defense has gone back and forth, having good and bad days. The defense had a good day on Wednesday. Does that hurt the development of the offense? Does Eberflus notice the two sides going at it. Oh, it's our our team. I don't say defense, offense. You know, to me, it's it's like I said, the offense really did a nice job executing on Monday, and then today, defense. I thought overall did a good job executing. So, um, when we're playing the game, that's going to happen during the course of the game. So we understand that. And I'll talk to the players about this: is that one side during the course of the game might struggle at first, or they're playing. You know, the, the offense isn't. You know, hey, that's a good football team. Sometimes it's, hey, that team has a really good offense. So our defense is really going to have to step up and play. Well, our offense is going to have to dominate that game and vice versa. Or 
we're just having a hard time on you know playing on defense to start. Well, our offense has got to pick them up. It's the Bears. It's our football team, and the special teams connects it all together. You know, so um, that's just a microcosm of the game. You know, this week right here. Hey, offense played good, and then defense played good on the next day. So I think that's a great learning lesson. That hey, and then we're, ro- when we're both rolling, and we're both hot. Guess what? We dominate our opponent. We win the game by you know ten points. Um, but typically in the NFL, you know that it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. It's going to be less than seven. So we got to be ready to go. That's why we're practicing all these situations because that's what it comes down to in this league. And welcome to Chicago, Matt Eberflus. Uh, what will happen is on most Sundays, the defense has a nice day. <laughs> and we've grown up with the idea that when you look at the halftime box score, the offense has done absolutely nothing. Well, but I like that he understands that if both facets are playing well, like it doesn't have to just be an offense. Oh, well, Justin Fields is having a bad day. I guess it was a bad day of practice. No, you also need to be able to stay in games. And the fact that he is aware that it's going to come down to adjustments in the fourth quarter, something that we never have seen in the last few years, is that most NFL games, we want to be close in the fourth quarter. Like you, like This is what we talked about. We believe that they're going to be a competitive team. That doesn't mean they're going to win 12 games and compete for a division title and, and go to the playoffs and compete for championships. What that means is you're not getting blown out in games. What that means is what he says. This comes down to seven points in the fourth quarter, three points in the fourth quarter. That's what you want. You want to be in games with an opportunity to win or an opportunity to keep the ball out of the other team's hands so you can uh, secure your win and keep your lead. That's what we hope to see in this next year. And I'm glad that we finally have a coach that does it, that sees both sides of the ball and not, I mean, I know he's a defensive guy, but like we all know, like Justin Fields is the guy here. Like we need that to be the guy. That's the formula, right? The, The formula this season will be improved defense to keep you in games and hopefully a quarterback who is improving and developing where in the fourth quarter you have a chance. Yes. And, and I think based on that formula is why you and I continue to say, even though we continue to be mocked on this radio station. Name names. Oh, well, we got Cap. We got, mm. we got people out there on I the station. I think Cap. Who, who says that you and I are, are claiming they're going to be, quote, good and win 10 games. Not true at all. We're okay. saying 7, 8, 9 is the range. If everything works out and Fields looks like he's going to be an elite quarterback someday, mm-hmm. maybe you tip towards 9. I would imagine eight is where they're going to land Yeah, based on the schedule, based on this formula that you'll be in games in the fourth. You probably don't have enough offensively as far as weapons to actually get over the hump, but it's a team that's frisky, covering a lot of spreads. They're going to be an underdog in many games, but they're going to be in games, and I think that's going to be an improvement, a vast improvement than what we saw last year. Think about it. Many of those games last year, where they uh, were a big-time underdog, Matt Nagy was known mm-hmm. for getting his brains beaten in. Blots. They never covered when they were seven-point-plus underdogs. Mm-hmm. So in those situations, I think the Bears are going to be competitive. Uh, one last thing for Matt Eberflus. What development have you seen from Fields to this point? Yeah, I would just say that, that, that Luke and Andrew are doing a great job with the footwork and the timing. Um, that's, that, to me, it jumps out. Like you just ask that question, I just boom right there. That's no question. You see it in the drill work. Yes, absolutely. 
you can see it in the drill work. You can see the, them taking it from the drill work to the to the you know eleven on eleven reps, and that that's clearly getting better. Um, so I'm excited about that. So that's good, and it's good to hear. Uh, I also think it's a it's a bit of a shot at the previous regime since you had a quarterback guy who's now the quarterback coach for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs as your head coach where the number one thing they had to adjust and change was the footwork for the quarterback. Mm -hmm. But you know who has impeccable footwork in the pocket? Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And I think there's where you get Luke Getze coming in there with actual information and knowledge to help out a young quarterback. I think it's great. I think that people underestimate how impactful Luke Getze is going to be on Justin Fields, having worked with Aaron Rodgers for two years. He's, he, he won MVP the two years yeah. that Luke Getze was there. Well, very little interceptions, and you pointed that out on the last yeah. uh, Bear Down podcast, is that when you look at the, the record, obviously Rodgers is one of the all-time great quarterbacks, but the idea of not going to try and complete something that's not going to be there for you mm-hmm. and just waiting for another down, another series, another game is, is, I think, important. Yeah, absolutely. And the footwork is important, too, because that's the fumbles that he had problems with that can lead to better positioning on the field, you know, timing with your throws. It all comes down to footwork, how you're throwing the football. It all comes down to footwork. And if you can't get that right, that basic part, then we're going to see them struggle like they did last year. All right, we got to go because I have to edit all of this podcast oh, well, together now. Is this going to so. be a five-minute long bleep in the middle? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll just, I'll just bleep that one thing. Uh, okay. A couple things. A couple it'll things? Be, yeah, there'll be Easter eggs for those who listen to the podcast. They Hopefully, know. hopefully they enjoy it. They know. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have the Bear Down podcast. It's Black and Abdallah. You can also check out our show each night. Weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. Because it's live. Well, I mean, I'm just saying there's a difference. (laughs) Anyone can do a podcast. Can you do a live radio show? That's what I'm asking. It's Blocking Up Doll. We'll talk to you uh, tonight. This podcast is going to go up in about 20 minutes. So uh, let's see. We'll talk to you in a few hours when we have Blocking Up Doll tonight, 6 to 8. Every night, weeknights, here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Thank you for listening to the Bear Down Podcast.